This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. The legalization of recreational cannabis going into effect this week can open doors for your career. If you are already in the industry or wondering what the best path to break into the cannabis field is, well, the University of Rhode Island has a program to help you become highly competitive in numerous areas of the cannabis industry. Fully accredited by URI's College of Pharmacy, the certificate program is 100% online and can be completed in two semesters. The next application deadline for the summer 2023 session is April 4th, and courses start May 9th. Learn more at uri.edu slash online slash cannabis or give them a call at 401-874-5280. I'm really excited to speak with you today. Um, I'm Stephanie Forstner-Dankos. I am an assistant teaching professor at University of Rhode Island. Um, I have a, a background in natural product chemistry, and I'm really excited about sort of the chemistry that nature makes. And that is how I got into, you know, the cannabis field and the interest in the cannabis field is because here we have this, you know, plant that just makes so much amazing chemistry. And so much of that chemistry has, you know, the ability to impact human health. And so those are where my interests lie sort of professionally. And and I've also um, become the director of the cannabis certificate program at the University of Rhode Island, which we have now also evolved into having a minor at the university in cannabis studies. And that's such a radically different place from when I was a student at the University of Rhode Island. I mean, put it this way, cannabis was definitely a part of the University of Rhode Island, but not in the way that it is today. And look, yesterday, we're recording this on December 2nd. Yesterday was the first day of recreational adult use legalization retail sales here in Rhode Island. And there was a lot of fanfare. I know at one of the dispensaries, they had a steel drum player and it was a very newsy story for sure. It seems like it's been a long time coming. Um, no question about it with Massachusetts having been well ahead of us in that regard and many other states, of course, as well. But just on that point, from your perspective, what does this mean for the average Rhode Islander? Because there's a lot of talk about increase in motor vehicle accidents or you know, now you're going, someone even said, oh, well, now the workforce in Rhode Island is going to be, you know, further depleted because you're going to have a bunch of people who are, you know, I heard someone say on dope, you know, so there's still these sort of um, thoughts out there. What's your assessment of this from an academic standpoint? Yeah, so there's, there's a lot of stigma that surrounds cannabis um, from, you know, years of, of the war on drugs and, and what we were told growing up and, um really when it comes down to it that if you if you compare cannabis to our other legal recreational drugs like alcohol or tobacco that it's it's relatively safe compared to those other other ones um not to say that there aren't risks so there is definitely um you know impaired motor control that can happen and that's why you know there's this concern with increased motor vehicle accidents but i think that if people are you know consume responsibly it's it, it is relatively safe and I know that in other states that have gone recreational, they haven't seen these big jumps that people are afraid of, of, of motor vehicle accidents or, you know, people being admitted to hospitals or, or you know, a lot of that fear that was there. Um, and instead, they are seeing, you know, on the other side, some positive effects. Some states are reporting decreases in, in opioid use. And, and, and so there's some, some positives there, too. 
What about for the average Rhode Islander that might be going into one of the dispensaries for the first time and they walk in and they think maybe they haven't used cannabis in years or maybe they they've never used it or even if they have used it now they're faced with language in some cases labeling and just a product that differs greatly from perhaps their previous experience what 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 should they be looking for um from a safety standpoint from just a consumer um best interest standpoint yeah so i think the first thing you know they want to look for is cannabinoid content which is going to be listed on on all these products and this is not our father's weed right um historically thc percentages in in cannabis has been around eight percent and now we're in products that are you know over 20 and and going over 30 percent um in the flower itself so you know if if they if it's been a long time so in sort of since they've had cannabis that things have changed um that with these higher concentrations we also this is where we see more of the adverse effects uh, of cannabis um, reactions that cause dysphoria or anxiety or even panic so the big idea here from a safety standpoint is to start low you know go slow is the big adage is that you know don't go straight for those high thc if, if you're not you know familiar with the industry and and to start with some of those lower thc and definitely you know include some cbd in that so cbd is the compound cannabidiol that doesn't have the psychoactive effect but it does mitigate some of the effects that thc does have so it can help um you know sort of stop those those adverse effects like dysphoria or anxiety um so look for something that does have you know a, a good level of, of cbd to counteract some of those negative effects of the thc um also you know all these products they're they're very safe um our regulations are, are really good we have good testing in the state we have reliable labs in the state which is good that, that you don't see in all states um so these products are safe they're, they're they've been tested for pesticides they've been tested for heavy metals they've been tested for microbial contamination <clears throat> excuse me um so so they are you know they're reliable products they're safe um the other thing that that is probably going to be pretty eye-opening is the range of strains and the range of products is that you know we don't just have the flower but you're going to see things like extracts and concentration and concentrates and you know um lollipops and lozenges and and edibles and each of these carries their own sort of pharmaco pharmacology from you know a scientific standpoint where if you think of your your flower as your you know beer and wine if we want to relate it to the alcohol industry and these concentrates more like the hard liquors they can have much higher percentages right. of thc in them so um you know realize those differences um edibles which have become extremely popular um the issue with those is that they have a really delayed onset so people who are used to you know smoking or inhaling through vaporization or something the onset to the effects of thc in in those products is very quick about 90 seconds and you start to feel the effects um the peak levels of of those thc in in circulation in the body is going to happen around you know 10 minutes and the, the effects will last for a few hours Whereas with edibles, that initial onset isn't until, you know, 90 minutes later. So 
what we see happening with with edibles is that people will take one they don't feel anything so they consume more yeah and then all of a sudden you know 90 minutes two hours later you have this overconsumption, and that's where we see a lot of the adverse effects and a lot of people seeking medical attention is from this overconsumption. So really with edibles, be patient, wait an hour and a half, wait two hours, wait, and again, start low, um, go slow. Obviously, this this is not legalized, this being cannabis, besides that which was legalized or, or um, approved in the Hemp Act under the Trump administration. Cannabis is by and large not legal on a federal level, which impacts a lot of the research and development that that would go into this um, this substance. But at URI and and as someone in this space, what what does recreational legalization do, if anything, to sort of advance some of the research that may happen at the university and other academic institutions? Yeah, um, great question. Um, unfortunately, it's not going to do much. <laughs> Um, that that we are really tied by federal regulations and federal we receive federal grant money. Um, if you want to study, um, you know, high THC cannabis, anything over 0.3% that's not federally legal under the, the hemp um, classification, you still have to go through the FDA, you have to go through the National Institute of Health, you have to go through the National Institute of Drug Abuse. Um, so there's so many loopholes still from the federal side that that we have to jump through um yeah and even even if you jump through those hoops the problem with a lot of the the um, research is that the national institute of drug abuse controls all of the cannabis that's allowed to be used for right. for research and until you know this year there was only one place to get that cannabis and that was from the university of mississippi and the argument is that the product that they have is vastly different in potency and just in product variability than what you see on the state market. So even Same. getting the products to test it and to do the research isn't isn't really expanded to what we see through these state markets and through the product that people are actually using. What is URI? Oh, pardon. Please. Sorry. There, there certainly is the chance to do more observational study research. Sure. Um, so, yeah, seeing how, how health outcomes change, you know, seeing if there's any effects on, on opioid use. Um, some places, researchers have gotten really creative with doing research. So while they can't provide the cannabis to do the research, they've um, formed these little mobile units where they'll go to, you know, people's houses after they consume it and they come out yeah. and they, you know, do the testing they need. So there's some innovative that, things that can happen, but not much is going to change until the federal regulations change. Yeah. And that's really, I think that's one of the strongest arguments besides the obvious, you know, criminal justice arguments that, that exist for federal legalization is that, you know, you're, you're allowing science to operate, um, uninhibited by what are really just cumbersome regulations and a really narrow working environment that that is currently what you're basically subjected to um well beyond the the research aspect of it there's an industry around cannabis that is enormous and is certainly growing and there's so many different aspects to it so i guess specifically how is the university of rhode island engaged in this 
expanding cannabis industry and what does this week if you will that we see recreational adult use legalization retail come into fruition here in rhode island how does that kind of impact the um that aspect of the work that you do at, at the university yeah i think that you know our main concern here in the, in the college of pharmacy is really consumer safety mm -hmm. um and so we've heard from you know different people in the industry that that there's a lack of qualified employees that they you know even the people running some of the industry they they have questions and they can they come you know and ask questions so we we saw this need to sort of give a scientific you know understanding of of the field um to both you know help prepare a workforce and, and to because that workforce is who's going to ensure that we continue to have consumer safety that there's you know safe extraction purification that products are being formulated in a safe stable way um that that testing is happening that's reliable so when the package says it has you know 22 percent thc it has 22 percent thc um so we've seen really that need to educate um to 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 ensure that you know the workers have this understanding so that they can continue to to provide these safe products um, we've also had a lot of um, continuing education type programs for clinicians um, to help, you know, help them understand the industry. And, you know, a lot of them don't even understand in the medical side how you how a patient would even go about getting a, a medical card. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of education on the clinical side to understanding the industry, you know, understanding that these products are tested and that they're safe. And also the pharmacology of how how the cannabis works that so they can support their patients um so both from sort of that manufacturing production testing side also to that advising um guiding of clinical side um we think that that we're able to sort of give that that education needed to to ensure that our consumers in in the state of rhode island um you know are are safe yeah, and that's the big thing that is you hear this from whether it's Senator Josh Miller or Representative Scott Slater, who were really the two people who who pushed for the Rhode Island Cannabis Act um, in their respective chambers, that product safety is something that is enormous and that we probably won't see this enormous spike in users, that there's a lot of users out there of the, of cannabis that now, if they are engaged in the legal retail system they're going to have access to tested and for the most part very very most part verified quote unquote safe product yet the black market's still going to be there and i've i've seen i mean it's anecdotal i mean how realistic it is is looking at facebook or twitter for actual information gathering in any context but i've seen anecdotal posts of people saying oh i'm not going to have anything to do with this this is government you know, selective government issuing of um, of licenses to open and conduct business at dispensaries. You know, I'm going to stick with my guy. I'm going to stick with the black market, so to speak. What do you think? What do you think the black market's going to look like in this space? Because when you think about other substances, you know, it's hard to imagine if someone wanted beer that rather than going to a liquor store, they would call somebody who brought beer and like I don't know, like a plastic cup that they manufactured or something but i mean what how far away are we from seeing the the black market in cannabis just disappear 
Yeah, I, there's a lot to consider there, right? Yeah. Um, that hopefully, hopefully people are going to, you know, turn to the regulated market again because of the the idea that they can trust these products, that they know exactly what's in the products, they know the exact cannabinoid concentrations. Um, that you know they can really dial in what they want because they have this data in front of them instead of turning to the unregulated market that's not tested that sometimes you hear about you know unsafe additives and things being added to to the products so you know the hope is that because this is a safer um you know industry that that people turn away from that that black market um i think the thing that can start turning people toward the black market is you know if if the taxes get too high and it's just you know so much more expensive but um, on average, you know, most states tax somewhere between 20 and 40%. So we're on that low end. So hopefully that, that doesn't happen. Um, that we don't, you know, drive people to that black market. I think that the quality that a lot of these, um, cultivators are producing is, is something that you might not find from, you know, just your buddy who, who's selling, you know, you know, someone, right. Um, because we do have, you know, good quality products, good, safe, tested products, and and that's the hope is that that people will turn to that instead of to the black market. All right, my last question here, and this is just kind of putting on your your URI hat and just sort of Rhode Islander hat simultaneously. There's so much talk about economic development in different super sectors, like the blue economy, which is extremely valid, the green economy as well. Um, you know, obviously our meds and eds, even in some of the tech sphere, I know that there's even renewed interest in looking at blockchain, perhaps as a major driver of industry and perhaps economic development of the future here in Rhode Island. What about the cannabis industry? Can Rhode Island be a national or even global leader in the cannabis industry? Yeah, I think that, you know, we're, we're small states, so we have that, we can take advantage of that. We can really innovate, try new things. And, and I think that's an advantage in this industry, the, um, the worker owned co-ops that we're looking to, to establish, I think is one of those things that could be, you know, a guide for other states to, you know, keep the money in the community and not flooding out to these multi-state, you know, corporate entities that get a lot of the licenses. Um, so that can help, you know, keep the economy in Rhode Island, keep that money in Rhode Island. Um, It'll be interesting to see what the new Cannabis Control Commission does, what regulations they set, um, what programs they develop. Um, but I think we also have the chance to create really great community outreach, education, um, that, you know, a place for people to find credible information, because a lot of people that might be turning to the cannabis industry that haven't before, you know, they're going out and searching the internet and finding, you know, sites like Leafy and all this that, that, you know, maybe they don't trust as much as if we could develop a nice sort of independent um, education and outreach um, resource for, for people. Um, I also think that, you know, having a workforce that's really knowledgeable about, about the science of, of the pharmacology to, you know, know how to develop safe products that are reliable, that are stable, um, that's really going to help innovate. And if we can create innovative products because we have this knowledge base, then, you know, those products are, you know, people across the country, if the walls ever do come down, are going to, you know, want those products. 
So I think in, the innovation will definitely help keep Rhode Island in the game. Really interesting stuff. Hey, thanks so much for your time as always. And look forward to doing it again as we dive deeper into this evolving space. Yeah, great. Thanks for having me. <laughs>